I think the most creativity happens when you have constraints. Mm. You know, a playground always has a fencing. Mm. There's a reason for it. You know, mm. you, you, you want that. And for me, building on those, it really triggered a lot of thoughts. That was Hannah Yadev, an interior designer and principal at Studio Carter, who was our special guest this week to help us explore unconventional materials in design. Design and architecture enthusiasts, wherever you are and however you are listening, welcome to Design Pod with me, Hamish Kilburn, and my co-host, interior designer, Harriet Ford. I was thinking the other day, do you remember back to when we first started mm. under duvets? Under duvets, over, over your, the internet. Your microphone was, a, was your phone. My phone. Because the microphone God, quality wasn't working. it was challenging, wasn't, wasn't it? But yeah. we just wanted to get going, didn't we? Because we'd had the idea, had been, we germinated the idea so long ago, and we just actually needed to, and then the pandemic happened, we just needed to move forward and get something moved. Otherwise, it was in danger of just, okay, that was a great idea, but the world changed. Yeah, so we, for sure. We, um, but we had, you know, so many great guests that we wanted to showcase that yeah. uh, we just cracked on. Absolutely. And now yeah. we're, and everything we did then, mm. the planning has just translated so well from when we've been able to do it in real life, mm. like here in the Minotti London showroom, which is just such it's a great place. It's just the space. best place, isn't it? It's yeah. so relaxing. I feel mm. like at the end of the day, like, do I have to go home? I know, I know. We just <laughs> love the sofas. <laughs> They're huge as well. <laughs> I can truly say to a client, you can spend all day on one of these sofas yeah. and be really comfortable. Size definitely matters yeah. when it comes to sofas. <laughs> So our next guest is um, Hannah Yadev, mm. who is the principal or a principal for Studio Carter. She's um, recently moved to London from LA. She's so fascinating. I first met her at Hicks last year mm. when we um, were exploring wellness together. Um, I was moderating the panel discussion and from that panel discussion or, or for that panel discussion, in fact, she um, she had created these concept rooms of where wellness is heading. It's so fascinating mm. and I cannot wait for you to hear mm. all about it. I'm really interested. I, I'm also interested to hear yeah. how her transition from California to London's been, you know, because yeah. that's, that's a big thing to do, especially yeah. with the weather. And she's just a, she's a vibe. This series of Design Pod is sponsored by Minotti London, the UK home of the Italian furniture brands that put stylish luxury into unmatched comfort. Well, welcome to Design Pod, Hannah. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Delighted. We, we first met you at Hicks last year, where you presented um, in the wellness space your your wellness concepts. So tell us a bit more about that and, and the sort of thoughts and, and work that went into that concept and project. Yeah, well, first of all, when you say last year, it's so jarring. I can't oh, believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Only just. <laughs> just. <laughs> It's fun. I'm only um, getting used to rewriting the 2022. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. But yeah, no, Hicks was fantastic. It was my my first event in London because, as you know, I've just moved from California. It's mm. been about uh, three months, and it was great to be invited to uh, you know with Nestwell do this sort of collaboration where we were exploring the unknowns of what a guest room would be like post COVID. And um, you know, most people think, well, would it really be different? But um, when you really thought about it in terms of lifestyle, and that's where our inception and our ideas came from, it is different. You know, I mean, look at us sitting here. I mean, our lifestyles are so adaptive, so fluid, so flexible, and, and they're constantly being changed and challenged. So that's where we came from. And obviously adding those sustainability materials into that, it became quite a fun mix of, mm. you know, um, creative uh, explorations that we did and presented so it was really well received and you were there and I think the room speaks for itself it's yeah, one yeah. room it was many... like a walk-in mood board 
Yeah, you felt that just way. Materials and ideas. Yeah, and you're not the first to, to talk about on this con- on this podcast. Um, hemp and the va- mm. I know how much you love the 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 value and the the qualities of hemp and hemp creep, for example. Tell us more about what you've learned. Well, I have to say it was an accident, you know, all good things always happen (laughs) in an accident. But um, I was with with the founder of our company, Robin Carter, and we were in California. We were just kind of brainstorming. We were sitting around a table having a glass of wine. And we thought, well, biophilia, why does it only have to be plants? You know, like there's got to be something else in nature that does what plants do, you know. And we were just you know, thinking about things in California, being the hemp farm community, you know, mm. we just started to brainstorm place, ideas and stuff. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah, the yeah, place. Yeah. And and then she ended up mentioning to me that she has a friend who has a farm and we started Googling. And before we knew it, we found information about hemp that was substantially, I don't know, I mean, it was just so new for us. We were blown away because it, it absorbs carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's really easy it, economically. It's very viable. Mm. Yeah, uh, grows you, quickly. Right. Mm. There's less maintenance because you know greenery and the plants mm-hmm. need constant look look after and look and care. Mm. And uh, you know it's also something that you recycle and repurpose. Mm. And in that terms, it's really good. And don't quote me on the technicalities, but. I know that there are so many benefits acoustically as well. But also, mm. you talk about California. I, I went to um, a factory tour recently for a bed manufacturer, and they use hemp within their their fibers. Mm. And they were saying actually how it's it's such a versatile material. It's 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 also um, very flexible, so it's great for um, earthquake prone destinations. Incredible! Oh, there you go. Okay. Every, so see, this is what I mean. Every time I talk about hemp, I learn something new about it. So, so, yeah. so as a as a material within walls, it yeah. actually has got a flexibility for its. Yeah, but it's also incredibly robust. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a fantastic material to do furniture, Mm. wall cladding. You can make timber out of it. Mm. You could do fibers and furs out of it to make carpets. You could do, um, you could add a bit of resin and reinforce it and make it into, you know, something really sturdy. So, yeah, it has a lot of pros, but of course, everything has its cons. cons. So it sounds a bit like bamboo. Maybe in that sort of... Because bamboo seems to be one of these materials where everyone seems to be able to make it into a pair of socks, make it into a carpet, make it into a wall. Toothbrush. Toothbrush. <laughs> so sort of, yeah. You're right. It could yeah. be compared to that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. So that's how hemp came about. And we thought, all right, we're going to hemp the whole room. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did. We had, um, we had hemp on the walls. We had timber uh, hemp veneer. We had the ceiling and cork. Yeah, which yeah. is again yeah. another fantastic yeah. material. amazing material yeah. that's not used enough. And it's actually pretty. I don't know why people find it attractive. Yeah, it adds I actually such a think new layer it's gorgeous. to a design scheme. Mm. Right? Yeah, there was a supplier who was printing onto court wallpaper. Yes. Was it Monkey Tree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah which was an amazing puzzle, puzzle tree. Yeah, yeah. Puzzle tree. yeah it was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. So we did that and we had. Um, we had mycelium as well. I don't know if you guys know oh. about Yeah. Can you smoke it? Oh, I wish. <laughs> Are we going there? Very different podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, you got my mind going there. But um, so, <laughs> so mycelium, we 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 looked at leather, mm. and we did all our furniture with leather, and we also realised that by using mycelium powder and a certain sort of plaster, you can create moulds, mm. and you can create beautiful sculptural furniture shapes, which are light, mm. and that purpose we were looking for it to be light because the room is 
um, you know, very flexible and can mm. change into and have different faces. So having light furniture allows you to sort of pick up things and put it together mm. and give that flexibility. Mm. Mm. And then we did something else um, in the bathrooms. We thought of the idea of, well, marble. Yeah, marble's beautiful and it's timeless, mm -hmm. but it's expensive, right? So what we thought is, what if you take all the plastic in the world, let's not say all in the world, but mm. like just bits of it, you mush it up mm. and you melt it mm -hmm. and you add resin to it. Mm -hmm. And when you spread that out, Mm. It's even prettier than marble. You get that sort of veining of different, the different coloured veining running through it. Yeah, you can control. Sustainable process in regard, like when you're melting that down, though, would that create toxins and? It probably I'm not sure. would. It's just an interesting... It probably would, but there is a. <clears throat> but I think a, above all, we have to realise, although you know we're all eco warriors, we just are as interior designers these days. Mm. I think. Um, you need to also look at the aesthetics, and if it's going to create a particular aesthetic, then. It, you have to value that yeah. as well. Not everything is going to be the most sustainable, but it's interesting to see how oh, you're reusing yeah. that material. And also, yeah, because if, it, it's, if, it's, if it's attractive, it'll be used, and therefore, yeah. and if it is sustainable to a, to an extent, then it'll catch on, and then people will start to think, okay, what can we do to make that product more mm. sustainable? Because we love the look of it. Yeah. yeah, and the other thing is the plastic. I'd rather it being burnt and repurposed than mm. to do what it's doing to the planet right now. I mean, mm. if you look at what's happening in the ocean, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just heart-wrenching. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure there are pros and cons to everything, yeah. but we thought, take that, take a bit of it, and maybe find a way where we can melt it sustainably. Mm. Yeah, and just do something different in do the bathroom. Different. Bathrooms are, are kind of, I don't know, over the years becoming these clinical spaces, and I think only recently they're starting to get their personality mm. back. I'm seeing bathrooms kind of merge back into the guest rooms to a certain extent as well. There's more of a cohesive language between the two areas, so... And Why rightly, and and rightly it's, so. It's a concept, yeah. like, go all out. Do yeah, it. absolutely. Mm. That was the best part, honestly, not having oh. a client. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, don't quote me on that. But like, it was just, there was so much creative independence and freedom. And I yeah, think that I mean, was fun as well to explore, to just see what you could do and then use some of those ideas that are functional, that can be translated into your room. So almost like, in, it was almost like a, a little retreat yeah. for creativity, mm. you know? I, I think it really worked as a concept because you had the freedom of not having a client, but also you had the parameters of having those 12 um, principles of, of wellness and design that Nest well laid out for you. Was that, was that helpful to have some sort of parameter? Super helpful. Mm. I think the most creativity happens when you have constraints. Mm. You know, a playground always has a fencing. Mm. There's a reason for it. You know, mm. you, you, you want that. And for me, building on those, it really triggered a lot of thoughts. It triggered a lot of things. And the way the nest wall has been put through, it's very, it's very, very um, profound in many ways. And it's really been uh, studied uh, through the perspective of human behavior and, you know, well-being. And these are not just words. And they, they really mean something. The quality of the air we breathe, the temperature, things, the way they touch, the feel, where they come from, the backstory, what's happening, how is it getting there? Because we're all so connected. It's important to think of these things, and I think the nest will have really done that beautifully. Mm. So I, I really enjoyed having those principles to yeah, work off. I agree. And in your, how have you sort of translated those ideas into real life projects that you're now working on? Oh, all the time. I feel so <laughs> empowered when I'm talking to a client because I have, because all that time I spent and did the research. I genuinely have concrete information and I know Absolutely. where to go and where to look and who to connect with you know I made a lot of connections during that mm. um <clears throat> during the event as well so for example just you know uh, a simple thing as um 
the hemp blocks, you know, they were right there. And so I met with the person, we talked about it, I touched it, I know the price, I know how it comes, you know. So when I talk to a client, I bring it up constantly or um, elements to do with mycelium leather or talking about temperature. Everyone's interested, you know, mm. because I, be, I, I think everyone wants to improve mm. or enhance mm. and bring something new to their property, yeah, yeah. right? And clients just want information. You know, mm. it's, it's not as if they don't want to change or they don't want to evolve. They absolutely do because they want to be relevant and mm. to exactly. continue being relevant. But they want to be relevant without taking so many risks. And all that information, that research and development, you know, it, it kind of takes away that risk because you've done the research. Mm. Absolutely. I don't know if you guys work on this um, this portal. It's called Miro and we love it. Um, it's an online whiteboard. Okay. So back mm. in the day, you know how us designers, we would go and mm. pin things up. <laughs> well, we're pinning things online mm. and our entire team, which is global because we, we're based in LA, Europe, and then Singapore, Australia as well, and then Shanghai. Mm -hmm. So this board has everything. And we've got a board called the Nestwell Hicks Collaboration. Mm -hmm. And it's now being renamed the Sustainable Material, you know, board. And mm -hmm. so every project, we kind of go in there, tap into it whenever we need information. It's mm -hmm. really started mm -hmm. like a material library mm -hmm. for us where there are new products. Mm -hmm. So it's been um, very helpful. Mm -hmm. And personally, mm -hmm. what's the journey been like from LA to London as an interior designer, especially in these day and age that we're living in post-pandemic or during pandemic? Do you miss the weather? I don't. I, I know people won't understand this, but I was raised in Kathmandu. Okay. And this to me is home weather. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. So for me, I, I feel at home. I feel mm. absolutely at peace. California was fantastic. Mm. I loved it. Uh, it was great. Um, there was so much inspiration, uh, you know, the surfer lifestyle, being mm. on the beach, constant tans, mm. being inspired, the conversations, all of that was great. Mm. But London's just, I don't know, I can't explain it. Words don't mm. express my love for this city. Mm. The, the diversity just, I am blown away. The mm. architecture, the history, mm. the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The art. Yeah, I know. <laughs> who, would, who would ever thought the UK food? But oh my God, I know. I think it's because London is so diverse that we do have, there's a lot of diversity in a lot of elements. You know, so much, so much has been brought into this melting pot. It's from, brilliant. In terms of design, oh. in terms of food, culture, you know, in, in, um, innovation, etc. Theatre, fashion, vintage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> I mean, I could go on and yeah. I, could, I could just just keep going on about London. I love settled. it. So, how do you find <laughs> in terms it. of how? I mean, it's probably a bit early to understand how we do how we approach interior design as Brits versus as Americans. It, there is definitely a different way of looking at things. I, I can mean, already see the difference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, are we quirky? Do you think, or are we just or individualistic, or are we? Well, I, I, let me put it this way. Ooh. Californians. <laughs> I haven't seen all of America. I'm not speaking. No, for no, no. You. I, I'm. I've just been exposed to the Californian lifestyle. It's really chilled out and laid back. Mm, yeah. there, there's greenery everywhere. There's a constant need for texture. There's cream. There's beiges. There's. It's really laid back. Outdoor mm. furniture. We don't, do, we don't need outdoor you don't need that outdoor here. furniture. So that, that's the biggest thing that I've seen. But I've seen one more thing that really really stands out to me and it's very early in the day but i can see california was you know it was so much color in the sky and the and and the and the you know the green the palm trees mm. and all of that and, and the, you know in california has a lot of landscapes mm. so it really is about opening up here what i love 
It's kind of close, but there's color. Mm. Oh, okay, you think there's more color there's here? There's more color here. I am okay. starting to really like color. Mm. Yeah. Is that because California is so sort of the light and the bright washes everything out a bit? But also you're really trying to achieve trying to making people to look, look, look out, out. and encourage yeah. people to look out. Whereas here, we're, we're, we're more cozy and into our mm. rich velvets. Yeah, and, 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 and okay. the ceilings yeah. and the character and the, you know, the old homes and, mm. and the cornices. So Farrow and ball colours, that kind of mm. thing, which just wouldn't work in California. Anything that's muddy or d which we can get away with those more sludgy colours here. It looks amazing. Which, yeah. I mean, the apartment that I'm renting, it's got an olive green tone in the bedroom. I mm. love it. Mm. With these high ceilings and these white cornices and large windows. And, mm. Oh, it's it's almost like being in a, you know, like sort of like a backdrop stage. I, every mm. moment I wake up, I'm like, is this real? Do I live here? <laughs> it's, it's, it's beautiful. Mm. So, yeah, there's, there's a distinctive design style. And I like the fact that I can marry them both. Mm. So I kind of keep that Californian loose you know, surfer, chilled out vibe. And then I punch it up with the colors from mm. here and bring in a little bit of the character. And the design mm. is quite unique and mm. it, it speaks for itself. It mm. stands out because mm. of its merge. That's a vibe. Mm. That's a vibe. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... What do you think is the main um, challenge for interior designers at the moment, given like everything that's going on? Um, the, the real sort of need and, and craving for, for lifestyle within hospitality. What, what challenges come around with that? Well, for me, I mean, not for me personally, but <clears throat> from my conversations, I feel like the pandemic in some ways has reduced the challenges. I mean, the challenge that I faced was time. Mm. Yeah. Because I traveled and we did face-to-face -face meetings that were for like 15 minutes, but the travel time was a whole day. No, it's a waste, such a waste. Now I have the time mm -hmm. with my team. We're all together. We've got so much more work churning out. People are at home more. They're distracted less. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like there's been a lot of like inner life reevaluation. Mm -hmm. you know, certain p dusty pipes within us that were just kind of out all the time has kind of stopped. And, you know, you're like really looking for that inspiration mm -hmm. from within. So there's been some beautiful um like creative moments that mm. i've felt with our team yeah. and what, what we've achieved in these two years what i miss is going out to galleries milan fairs maison en Obje, mm. going to sardinia going to berlin it's not quite the same mm. is it at the, the moment same. that's no. the part that mm. i i miss this i mean this is fantastic yeah. just just listening to you inspires mm. me and mm. knowing you know your perspective brings so much into what I would take back, you know? Yeah, yeah, and vice versa as well. Mm. We always just feel so uplifted once we've done an episode, Harry and I. Yeah, always yeah. always really inspired. So do you find, because I, I found it was a mixture between, um, I love the fact that I picked up a project um, in that was in London with a Turkish client who was stuck in LA because she couldn't uh, fly back to the UK, so or back, even back to Turkey. So we did everything by Zoom, and I didn't know her before we started. And we were all learning how to use Zoom as well at the same time. And it wasn't time to send samples out there, etc., etc. So we had to do it all on trust and it worked because she was great um she didn't need anything too complicated she was quite clear about what she wanted and she'd actually lived in the uk so she was quite familiar with with the uk market etc so yeah. it worked um so it was great on that respect it made as you say time can time 
pressures were just removed. Um, but the thing of actually trying to do colours and sampling is Im impossible. So I have a client in Dubai, uh, which is why I'm going on um, this weekend, And but his project's here. But we keep showing him things on Teams and you can't tell the difference between one no, tone and another. Yeah. And so on one hand, it's great. And then on the other hand, it's caused a great frustration. But I, I think it will be the same argument as sustainability that we've had you know it will be a case of finding a middle ground yeah so working out the elements and the meetings you really just can't have over zoom or mm. if it's just if, and we're all zoom fatigued after yeah. 2020 i mean mm. it was getting a bit ridiculous it is but it is, there it are is. some areas like you know daily meetings with your team mm. it's great just to catch up over yeah. a conversation as opposed to having a whole meeting about a meeting <laughs> yeah right. no, and getting everyone together someone's in the loo someone's doing breakfast i mean just getting everyone together yeah. i think yeah. it's, it's easier if, at least i find that and not us being in such different time zones i just can't imagine how we would do it without the online platform no i think honest. now we're all used to it. it's fine we just have yeah. to work the other way and um and for instance when the client did get back to turkey and i sent a box of samples to turkey they got stuck in customs mm. by the time they'd been released she'd come back to the uk so it's that kind of thing that still needs yeah. is frustrating do you know what i miss I miss the physical Whoa. phone in the office, having an actual conversation oh, yeah, on a yeah. physical phone. I'll see what you mean. I, I feel like nowadays we just get so many emails and emails oh, and emails and it's just a case of like trawling through them, clearing them all the mm. time, as opposed to actually having a conversation on the phone. That's so true. You're mm, right. Yeah. I do like that connection, the voice, mm. you know, it says so much more than, yeah. As well. You ask about how they are and hear mm. more about them and sort of... And I think that kind of will will change the way in which relationships form. I yeah, do quite no, a lot of WhatsApp call, WhatsApp uh, recorded calls. So I want do to you? send someone a message. I mean, yeah. it can't be anything formal because I need to do that by email. But I'm just che 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 uh, checking out with a client. You know what's happening this week, and we want to just send her, send them a voicemail instead of sending them a message. Cause it's just I do that. <laughs> Don't forget what I'm talking about. Yeah. Halfway I'm like, hi, yes, I've just done this. Yeah. I've just it's like that. ten minutes like, later. Uh, yeah, you can't. <laughs> actually, that's one point. You can't edit them. <laughs> you can't. Uh, you say yeah, in the way wrong. you can with an email sent too late. But uh, it, it does add a slightly more personal it touch. Does. And I think that's quite a yeah. nice way to do things. It's it's uh, bringing that per voice back mm. is good. But you know and, what? And to put it into a nutshell, yeah. we behaviours are changing for everyone. And therefore, mm. the way in which we design for lifestyle is changing. And I know that's a really key area that you're focusing on at Studio Carter is this new era of lifestyle. What, what does that look like for you? Well, lifestyle is such a, I mean, just to get that, that conversation going, lifestyle, what do you think that really is for you? How would you explain that to me? Well, I think we heard from uh, a previous um, guest we had on the podcast from Tim, and he's, he's just launched, uh, Tim Griffin um, from Wellbrook Hospitality, he's just launched a new brand called Levin. Um, they launched in Manchester, and for him, he's like, it's a feeling. And I, I agree, for me, it has to be a feeling. Yeah. And lifestyle can cross into luxury, it can even be budget to a certain extent. It just has to have something authentic about it and really sort of send a message. And for me, therefore, the branding is so important and not just the, the space, actually, the whole sort of mise-en-scene of that um, atmosphere is, is the lifestyle. Mm. Agree, what about you? Like, I really want to know what's lifestyle to you, because being in, I'm sorry, I'm so curious. Carry on. <laughs> I suppose lifestyle for me is, is, is different things in that, whether you're applying it to me personally, or whether you're applying it to a, um, uh, an interior, or whether you're in, or to a sort of a tribe. 
really because you know there might be sort of the lifestyle tribe we talked earlier about yoga a bit mm. tribes you know you get your yoga tribe where lifestyle to them will be x uh athletes it will be x you know just talking about people doing physical yeah. things mountaineers it will be x these all they all have different things so i think it's the context in which you you take it and also the flexibility so of the space it has mm. to be flexible for everyone's needs in, mm. in, the, in the lifestyle sector because it has to I know we use the term a lot, but that home from home feeling needs to be instilled there and it needs to kind of be wherever that person wants it to it, be it, for it, it to be lifestyle. It does, yeah. and, but everyone's sense of un, their unconscious sense of what makes them feel comfortable to be in an environment. I'm sure there are some things which are sort of ubiquitous between us all, but certain mm. people will have certain, you know, yeah. certain people love a bit of tech, other people hate a bit of tech. You know, somebody will walk in and find a, 85 inch telly and think that's heaven and other people will think that ruins my lifestyle yeah. because that's not what I want mm. so maybe it's all about the ability to tailor I mm. think so actually it's so hard to do yeah. it's so to hard to do yeah to actually make decisions for the client and for the client to get on board with what you're doing because there's so many different directions you can take with any maybe, client. Maybe you do a hotel where you have a choice of rooms, a bit like instead of having a pillow menu, you have the well, we have, you have the lifestyle tech room mm. and you have the low... The only the, issue with that, yeah. though, is you're then diluting the you're, brand. The you're brand. not really defining exactly, what the brand exactly, is. So exactly, exactly. And that's where I was going to come to. I mean, look, um, lifestyle's so, so, so vast, right? But every brand, for example, let's take uh, Hyatt or the Marriott group mm -hmm. or any of these groups, mm -hmm. they have their own sort of lifestyle that they're catering to. Now, if you go into that and you funnel it in and you enhance that with today's relevance, mm. then you can really cater to them. Because you, you, unless you're doing a boutique or one-off, then you have that opportunity. Mm. But you really have to see what the brand speaks for. For example, certain Kimptons or what an Amman speaks for. You know, they're luxury lifestyle brands. They really are about that moment where you're sitting there. And I think it just happens very, very automatically without you trying. Where you go, wow. Yeah, I like my life, you know. Mm. That moment, that feeling, that sensation. You know, wow. you're picking up you're picking up a really nice glass and you're having a bourbon or or you know, you know the the ices mm. come from a certain flavour. Mm. These little little moments that make you pause and go, Yeah. Yeah, mm. it's those moments mm. that I think define lifestyle rather than these big generic labels. Mm. Yeah. And that's where I take my inspiration from when I design mm. that moment in your room where it's so unique and it feels so ridiculously personalized. Mm. It's as if you yourself mm. curated that and put it there because you knew you needed mm. that moment. Because mm. everyone's life is full of stress mm. and full of, you know, the unknowns. And then you have this moment where you're familiar. That's where home comes in. Mm. That's the only way to get someone to feel like home. Think so I, I think that's got, because you can say that somebody might like, one person might like a sort of earthy tone product, another person might like a florally tone product in a bathroom. So actually maybe it's less about that those specific things, but more about the design around it. Correct. That's so, how I see yeah. it. That's my personal take on yeah. it. I, I try not to get bogged down with whether you like flowers or stripes. Mm. I'm going to give you what I think this brand needs and what's... Mm what's uh, designed forward I'm yeah. going to give you what yeah. I what think what doesn't is... work in the room what doesn't work in the room what actually exactly. ergonomically works better better so for you. Then you yeah because you do go into hotel rooms and you think that bed is actually incredibly oversized for this room it's ridiculous just in order to have a statement bed right. or this bed is so 
ridiculously small. They could have got a bigger bed in here and that would have been, you know, and that works for the room. So it's actually about thinking about how those elements, how you work around those elements to make someone walk in and feel this feels proportionate. Mm. This feels, you know, it satisfies the senses. Um, It's got something lovely to look at. Uh, You know, it's a melange of things, I would say. And also like the the sensory, I mean, sensory design as a tool now is just, it's it's so effective. The the unconscious, you know, the sound, the smell, that that can create that moment of feeling I've arrived. Music, and, and yeah. Just really, just really simple, actually, when you yeah. think about it. But I think only recently designers are really looking at the the real benefits of injecting, and clients are getting on board, and it's not being thrown out in the value engineering stages because people are seeing, or clients are seeing, the the overall value over the whole space and that feeling. Yeah, it's funny though, isn't it? Because we all noticed when it's done badly. Oh yeah. For many course. years, like we know lighting. when. Uh, lift music. Yeah. Terrible oh, lighting. Oh, terrible. We call it lift music. Every yeah. time music's that crap. Awful like, stuff yeah. that when you go into, into a, into <laughs> a public um, bathroom and it squirts some um, some really synthetic oh. smell at <laughs> yeah. you. You know. That's not the lifestyle you want to be part of, but right? We've spent home. years. <laughs> your air, your home. air with freshener. <laughs> we spent years having these unpleasant aromas and sounds yeah. and lighting around us it's so only just taken a long it? time for everyone to think actually you reverse it around you could think if you put in nice ones you could actually mm. enhance the environment yeah and, and, and all the work you're it all doing exactly with design it actually yeah. just enhances the overall look and feel yeah. it's true and and the next time you go into a hotel room just observe yourself you're going to mm. try and replicate a moment of your day in daily life at mm. home at that room mm. you're gonna yeah. you're gonna want to replicate mm. that you know, for me, it's it's having that warm bath before I go to bed. Mm. That's my moment. That's home. Mm. I need that. Yeah. Mm. You know, love a bath, right? <laughs> or like just just that that fresh feeling, and you're all warm, and your blood circulation is mm. great. And getting in these clean sheets, and they're that, soft. Yes, getting in the sheets, mm. and, and it's comfortable. Mm. You know, it's I don't comfort. care how it looks, but is it how is it feeling? Yeah. I, Am I bouncy? It's bed good. <laughs> yeah, you it's know. It's very fundamental it, It's so fundamental. <laughs> right? Yeah. You don't want a complicated system of like switch plates, which takes you 15 minutes to decode mm. because you're trying to figure this out. You just yeah. want a nice... I think we're there though. I think we're, we're going away from the complex yeah. tech and mm. people yeah. realising that it's all down to practicality mixed with aesthetics. Aesthetic. And, I know. don't need light changing no. colours in my bedroom. I, I don't <laughs> either. In no way makes those me colours feel are always so raw, familiar. aren't they? They're yeah. really harsh, those colours. They're green, red, purple. They're not... They're not we're just not thought they're out. Not <laughs> I, so. I don't know anyone who finds that cool anymore. No. So, Hannah, we are running out of time, oh, so we what? do want to get a quick fire in. My first question to you, it's a bit of a mean one, I'm afraid. Um, what interior design trends do you hope never returns? Oh my God, that has to be a fast one. I'm trying not to offend people. I can't believe you put me on the spot with this. Um, the overly patterned crazy rugs. Yeah, mm. never been a fan of that. Mm. Other than in Scotland, where tartan's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harriet, you got one. Okay, so mine's mine's on a completely different line. Um, so your ideal place is it sea or is it mountain? Mountains. Because Nepal. Nepal. Okay. Oh. Fair enough. Yeah. I think that's a good qualifying statement. If ever no, I heard one, it's very very clear for me. Mm. 
Mm, lovely. Okay, back to me. <laughs> um, didn't expect alive. me to answer that far. No, so. I didn't. I, didn't. That was I was good, hoping good to think. Um, <laughs> alive or dead, which interior designer or architect would you like to do a collaboration with? Oh, Tadao Ando. Ah, why is that? Oh my God, just sacred spaces. Mm. I'm a Buddhist, uh, as um, we know when I, uh, well, it's been 17 years and certain spaces have a sacredness to it. They just calm your soul. Mm. And he, he just achieves that. I don't mm. know how he does it. It's, it's, it's magic. Mm. I would love to just understand his ethos and how he plans spaces and creates those mm. moments of light and shadow and space and materiality. All of it blows me mm. away. Wow. Mm. And Excellent. finally, I've got another one, sorry, Harry. Go on. Um, <laughs> if you had to relocate anywhere else in the world other than Nepal, um, where where would you be? Oh, God, don't take me away from London. This is it. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, this, is my, oh, this is my 16th city. I've found my home, not found going anywhere. People. 16th city? Yeah, I've lived in Asia, I've lived in the Middle East, and I've lived in Western world, so oh. this is it. I've come to the centre. We're yeah. in the centre of the planet. <laughs> this is where I intend to stay. God, isn't it nice to think people feel so good about London? I'm pleased about that. It's the mm. best, you guys. Mm. Yeah. You mm. don't realise what you've got until you've lost it. I no, guess, exactly. So. I think yeah. you're right. I've been yeah. like all around. Yeah. Now. yeah. I feel like this This is this is where yeah. I want to be. Tried yeah, before yeah. you bought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, the fun yeah. part is I can tap into any of those places in London. Well, yeah, actually, yes, you can. If I want my everything... kebabs, they're right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for being it's on been our podcast. Blast, it's been hasn't it? Such a pleasure. Yeah, really, it's really good. nice. Thanks Thank for having you. me, guys. Our heart rate. Yeah, thank you for bringing some Californian sunshine. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. It's been great. So, Hamish, what, what a blast! I How mean, that refreshing was is so Hannah? great. She brought some California sunshine with her. Absolutely. What a dynamic, exciting personality. Really I feel great. So calm and relaxed after that I know, as well. And I know. She just, she just got a really good way of just communicating what she's doing yeah. in the industry yeah, 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 and yeah. and again you know we've said it time and time again she's not afraid to say we're not quite there yet but this is what we are looking at mm. and research and it's really interesting to me to see how the research and development she did for Hicks mm. for that concept project which you know has no client has no real sort of physical benefit as in you know um it's not for a project but she's taken so much learnings from that and been able to take that into the projects that she is working on mm. and it's interesting to see how that has helped her Definitely. I mean, I think sometimes having those opportunities to dive into something that you would really like to explore, but without the pressure of having a client behind pushing in terms of, uh, well, I assume there were budget constraints, but, you know, all the other things that you have to do around keeping a, a client happy during a project. It's just a wonderful playground. It's an opportunity. And I think, in fact, she talks about boundaries, doesn't she? And saying that playgrounds need need uh, fences around them. Mm. And, and it's great. You do have uh, parameters, but within that, you can play. And she mm. was obviously given the opportunity to play um, and take a deep dive, which is, yeah. Great. We all love finding the holes in the gates, though. To get yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's allowed. That's called pushing the boundaries, yeah, isn't totally, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we don't do that, we don't move forward. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been brilliant. And with that, we come to the close of another episode of Design Pod. Yeah, it's been yeah. a great day. Totally. Really good fun. Yeah. So we'll be seeing you very soon. Yeah, for yep. sure. We've got some fantastic new uh, new guests to in- introduce. All so. up and coming. Exactly. To be continued. Yes. Lovely. <laughs> See you soon, Hamish. Bye. Bye.